The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi and welcome to episode 22 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, apologies for us being a week late, it's the first time we've had to miss a couple of games. It was just, I've been on nights and there's been oh, just a load of things going wrong at home and not wrong, just busy. Uh, Connie, still busy, stuck at work. He was meant to be here tonight but he's stuck there. So today you've just got me, Jack, and I'm joined by Casey. Uh, that, that's, that's the sound of our, of our fortnight or whatever it's been, that's... That's all I've got. Well, that now that you've said Fortnite, I can at least put Fortnite in the YouTube version and we might get a few hits. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so instead of the three that we should have, we've got five matches to get through. Cause we've... And it gets progressively worse. I don't know. I would argue that the, sec- that the third one might actually be the worst result. <laughs> uh, we'll go through these kind of quick because they're old news now. So uh started out all right. 2-1 win over Bolton. Ekuban and Hernandez. Ekuban actually scored a fucking goal. <laughs> I did, yeah. did that celebration. You, you know, I don't want to celebrate with the players. He's trying to avoid the players as they're running towards him. Like, no, I, I want to prove a point here. And uh, he's really hammered that point home since. Yeah. Apparently, it was like his brother was in West Stand or somewhere up where you used to sit. Oh, well, he better be there every week now. Nah. He's be- the reason he scored. <laughs> I saw us. Just do whatever. I don't, I don't care if you've got to urinate in all four corners of the ground or something. Anything that stops him smashing it straight at the keeper over and over. Yeah, uh, but the, the goal, in fairness to him, because he will get slagged a lot coming up, uh, the goal itself <laughs> was a pretty decent finish. Good cross from Lasaga. Hernandez went in for Edu, it fell to him. And I think it's because he had no time to think about it. He just swung his right foot straight into the bottom corner. I think if he has to think about it for more than one second, he just completely goes to pot. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you see him running towards a keeper, it's um, very reminiscent of Billy Painter. I think we've referenced it a couple of times now. Billy Painter going through against Southampton, and you just you, like everyone in the ground watching on TV could see he was going to try and slide it into the corner, including the goalkeeper, and he did. And the keeper made a really easy save. And you just watched him go through. He's going to hit it straight at the keeper. He doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah, uh, he's just not great. Uh, Hernandez's goal, uh, Alioski shot. Alioski had a pretty good game in this. He was a, a yeah. threat the whole game. He could have had a couple himself. But his shot saved up into air and Hernandez got to rebound and kind of bundled it off at line. I was surprised cause I thought you'd see one of the two defenders kind of appealing for a push. And I don't know if it's because they turned around and saw it was Hernandez and just, ah, that's Carrelli get away with this but I was very surprised how it was Hernandez that came away from that situation two defenders and him and he was the one wheeling away Yeah, it, it didn't look at all like he had any right to score but thank god for Hernandez yeah. well we we had most chances in this game even though Bolton had a lot of ball and we looked pretty comfortable but they scored straight after that goal Lafondra header from a Sammy Amiobi free kick Sammy Amiobi were their best player by an absolute mile it wasn't even close. Uh, before game, I was a bit annoyed that uh, Berardi was at left-back instead of Pierce. But with Amiobi being on their right and being their best player, I can understand why he did it. Yeah, at the moment with our defensive situation, as, as, we'll, as we'll get progressively worse as we go through these games, it's it's just been a pain just trying to organise that defence. You know, Going into that, we had obviously we've had Ailing out for a long period of time. De box injured slash shit um cooper still out shocknessy out you know it's 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 been a nightmare it's one of the few things that you can kind of say about our four hecking bottoms like he has been unfortunate with the number of injuries he has come into and that have happened while he's been in charge yeah it was a bad one on predictions for me because i had two all connie had a one nil win so he got two points and you had two one leads Get in, it finally pays off. Yeah, so you got one. Uh, then the one that we're all pretty pessimistic about, lost 2-0 at Fulham, which going in, you'd have probably been all right with. <laughs> it says a lot for us. We all predicted that Leeds were going to concede three. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, they're they're in great form at the moment, you know, especially going into that game. Um, it, it, I think the way we played was a tad disappointing, but at the same time, it, losing two 0 to Fulham, playing how we are and playing how they are, it's it's. I think it's entirely understandable. Yeah, it's only looking at the match afterwards that you can get a bit annoyed about. It. I mean, their first goal. They're too good to be scoring fluky goals off Kevin McDonald's ass. Uh, no, I, I, it's annoying watching that. But I, they, you know, they do say when when you're playing well, that's the sort of luck you get, and when you're out of form, you're out of luck. Yeah, I was more annoyed that because Mitrovic had already missed a pretty much a sitter where we'd left him unmarked at a corner, and then he got the flick on for that goal unmarked at a corner. Yeah, it was just terrible to see. And the, their second goal, I said we'd come back to Ekiban. Well, we, Straight at the keeper. Yeah, played through, clean through. Apparently, everyone keeps saying this, and everyone's saying it, so I'm assuming they're right, that he is left-footed. I've not a clue. But I genuinely, from watching him play, I have no idea. I, the evidence I've seen, like him in warm-ups, he's definitely better with his right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, clean I through, mean, straight at keeper. Uh, they go straight up over end, and Mitrovic scores. They they would take the their last three or four passes. They had about four people lined up who could have finished that as well. And you know, I thought Tom Kearney was going to smash it home. And he just he just does that nice little pull back to the edge of the box. And yeah, I, I, fair play to Fulham. That was a clinical counter attack. That that was excellent from them. What's I the opposite of clinical? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeroy Grock. Uh. Because <laughs> obviously, then later on, size outside at foot cross, got unmarked, seven yards out, middle at box, <laughs> and he heads it over. Again, you just listening to the LUTV commentary when you know watching the highlights back, or you just hear Tom Kerwidge. Oh, he's missed it from four yards, and, and, and it's more, it's more just knowing before it's happened is, as it just goes in, just go, he's going to miss, and he has. Yeah. Uh, I guess the main de- the main topic of debate coming out of that game is which miss was worse, Ekiban clean through his feet or Grotz header? I mean, you probably got to go Ekiban. You see, I disagree. I think Grotz was worse. <laughs> I I think at this point, I would still have a little bit. I still had a little bit of confidence about Ekiban scoring, even though they both only have the one goal. I just, I there's nothing which makes me think or at any point has made me think Grot's going to score. I think if it had been at that, if it had been at the game when he scored, I don't think I'd have believed it. I'd have just walked out and gone home. The, I mean, the header that Grot scored was more difficult than the one he missed by a long way. I, I, and again, I kind of get back to this position of, I feel sorry for him. I, I don't know why. I know he's had a couple of, he's had a few good games for the under 23s. Just leave him out of this season. We are playing terribly. He doesn't need to be part of that. No, I'd, uh, Put him with the players who are playing well. <laughs> right, uh, I know he probably can't get in that team. He <laughs> can't get in our 23s, but he can get in the first team. Yeah, I think that's about a fair summation at the minute, mate, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, for that well, one, we all had Fulham winning, but we all had wrong score. Uh, then one all draw with Sunderland. Uh, How do you not beat Sunderland? <laughs> well, we tried. I mean, they, some of their passing in the first... Because, obviously, you'll have only seen highlights of this game, won't you? Yeah. Yeah, some of the passing just, you know, in moves that came to nothing. Some of their... The number of times in the first 25 minutes that both teams passed the ball straight out of play, it was unbelievable. It was... I'd say it was like watching a pub game, but it'd be a disservice to pub games. <laughs> it was horrendous. Uh, I mean... It was kind of an odd one because Leeds hit post like three times. Well, it post twice and bar once. But ba- Bailey Peacock Farrell made two or three really good saves. The one that he made from uh, actually Fletcher, header from a corner, was an unbelievable save. And L- Lee Camp made a really good one from Hernandez as well. So even though both teams were crap, it could have been about three all. Yeah. I-, I think coming out of this running games as well, I think one of the highlights has been how well Bailey Peacock Farrell has played. Um, and if he's not in contention next season to be at least a regular part of the squad, then 
we certainly need to get him out on loan to a decent level club this time. He's, he's made some fantastic saves. Yeah, it was one of the things, I was going to bring it up later, but we may as well do it now. Honestly, for me, unless a really good, because I have seen a little bit of stuff linking us with Kieran Westwood today. Oh, yeah. Okay. But apparently there's a few teams after him and stuff. Yeah. Now, Kieran Westwood's a really good keeper, but I'm still not sure whether I'd rather have Kieran Westwood, who I'm guessing he's like 33, 34 by this point. Hmm. Yeah, or whether I'd rather be, just stick with Peacock Farrell. Weren't we linked with Kieran Westwood like um, after Sh- after Schmeichel left our first season back in the Championship? Uh, I think we were, yeah. I think we've been linked with him a couple of times. I've just checked his uh, 33. Ah, there you go. Which I isn't, it's that... not old for a keeper by any stretch. So if he wanted an experienced head, I could understand him having that. But... We've got Lonergan though. <laughs> what's, what's the problem? <laughs> the problem He's our number is two. Lonergan. <laughs> Yeah, um, he's our number two. Viedvald can't even get on the bench. No, Viedvald. If he normally, I'd say if he's here on September first, I'd be amazed. But they've changed the transfer windows, haven't they? So it's been like before yeah. first game now. So I'm going to say makes, it, that makes a lot of sense because we we spoke about that at the start of the season. Yeah, to be honest, I'd be surprised if he's here July third. <laughs> Hecking bottoms to drive him up till Claymore and kick him out of the car. That's if he's hey, here, and we'll come to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, their goal was a good goal, in fairness. Uh, it was a bit of a scum a connection. Good finish. Yeah. Because Donald Love played a good ball over top, he didn't get tracked, and Paddy McNair smashes it in. Two people who never get involved going forward. Yeah, it was a really nice finish. That, that's a fair point. Um, that, te- that team that they've got, it's such an odd mixture of players where you just like, half of them probably shouldn't be in that position. Half of them should be looking at retirement. Yeah. And the other half. (laughs) And half pig. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Brown O'Shea pig. Yeah. Um, Luckily, Hernandez got us an equaliser. Quite often that we're saying Hernandez got us out of trouble. It was a really good finish. Yeah, lovely finish. And I think I I listened to the second half of the game. I'm pretty sure I, I just... I wasn't able to wake up in time for the first half, which probably for the best. But you just listen to how people, especially Noel Whelan going on about Hernandez and how good he is. And you just think, oh, why are we in this position with him? Why do we give five-year contracts to everyone but him? <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know if five years would be ludicrous, but I take it now. <laughs> yeah, the, um, it was really poor. And then just at the end when it was already going a bit shit, Berardi got sent off for attempting to maim someone. Uh, Five-match ban, season over. Is it, his thir- is it his third red card of the season? Yeah, third red. Uh, it's it's poor, and I appreciate that Berardi, I think, knows more than anyone else that he's let himself and the team down. Yeah, but He did come out and apologise on... If they released a video and stuff in an interview with him on LUTV, I think it was yesterday. Him saying, look, it's not good enough for a senior pro, and I know it. Yeah. So yeah, and it just went from we just went from strength to strength from there. Yeah, that game did introduce us to one of the better things about the last couple of weeks. Paddy O'Connor played, and he's been really solid. Yeah, and um, he's not looked in any way overawed by any of the players he's come up against. He's you know he's been willing to defend himself, stand his ground, and if I remember, Paddy O'Connor was involved in the scuffle was it in who was it now was it in Wrexham or something like that it was somewhere in Wales but I can't remember where it was now where they had the giant ball yeah and I do I do remember him getting himself in there when that all kicked off Uh, because I didn't have a clue who he was at at that point but someone pointing out going look at Pardy O'Connor in there like um, so yeah he's he's dealt fairly well with the players he's been up against and again it's probably not the circumstance in which you'd want to see a young player make his debut but he's he's done pretty well since uh, and uh, that that Callum Nysel got on the bench as well but Heckingbottom was saying that's basically he was the next one in line that wasn't I, foreign I, I felt so bad for him like just say he's earned great, it exactly he's been working hard with you know I, I we can very easily at the, at the time of the Sunderland game he could very easily go season's over there's some players I would like to take a look at. He didn't get on today, but he is he's there or thereabouts. 
Ah, don't tweet us. Rill. There we go. <laughs> it was against Rill. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Just jumped into my head. Uh, yeah, we all had Leeds winning that and we drew, so no one got any points. Uh, then Preston away. This was weird. Because first half, despite picking an awful team, we actually played all right. But he left Saiz Nalioski on bench and Lasoga, which earlier in the season, because Lasoga has some natural ability, I would have been annoyed at. By now, don't play him again. Because he's not going to be here next season. So the time has gone. I'm fine with him not playing now. But to pick Ekiban and Grot over Saiz Nalioski, I cannot Just understand Grot that. Starting, Grot starting really came out of nowhere. And, and again, like I say, he's... The fans have been on his back plenty this season. He's not played particularly well. He's not looked in any way comfortable playing at this level. Leave him out of the team at this at this stage. He he does not need this. Yeah. I mean, if it had dropped Size and Alioski and played, I don't know, Dolby and Jack Clark, I could understand that. But, it, you know, maybe they'll come good. Maybe they're the ones that we want, but I can't see how these are ever... I don't see how either one of them is ever going to be good enough to play at this level. Uh, I think the thing that frustrates me as well, I, I am all for at this, at this point saying, all right, let, let's take a look at a couple of players and see how they do. But if you're going to do... You have to put them into a strong team still. And I appreciate that while we don't have pretty much a, a defence... If that's the midfield you're going to put out, then any of the players you want to take a look at, they're not going to look good. That That's a first-round League Cup team we put out there. Um, you know, and, and I said for the Villa game, unfortunately we did, like, with the defence we're going to have to put out, at least put a full-strength midfield in front of them or something, but give a few of these players a chance. Um, yeah, team selection left a lot to be desired. Yeah, so we went into that game, we were back for Dallas at right-back, O'Connor and Janssen, and Anita at left-back. Fucking Anita. Yeah, Anita, he's still getting the games. Yeah, uh, and Janssen got injured, so Hugo Diaz came on. Uh, Janssen then missed the next game, thanks to the concussion protocol. Uh, we'll, co- we'll come on to this now, because it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, did, because the problem was, Alex Neal said, well, he just headed the ball and then went down. And this part of me thinks that he might be right. But it was a player down with a head injury in the middle of the penalty area. So there's no there's no give or take on that. If he's down with a head injury in the middle of the area, the referee is supposed to stop the game. I think, I think the thing was that... Because Janssen didn't go down immediately. I think he... By the sounds of things... I think he kind of walked a little bit, then went down. The play went up, or the ball went back up towards the halfway line. And I, my guess would be that at least the referee didn't see it until the cross went in. But, you know, you, you need a linesman flagging for something like yeah, that. But One of the officials must have seen it. Yeah. The, the other thing is that they said, oh, he just headed the ball. But there's no way of knowing that he didn't like, have a clash of heads with someone two minutes earlier. That didn't yeah. cause it. Because uh, uh, you've had a concussion. It doesn't Three. all hit you immediately. No, you. you pre- I mean, you. you if you get a big of, one, it does, but. Yeah, I mean, for something like that, I, I can imagine and that you, you. You know, you kind of. You know, something's happened, but for the most point, you can think clearly, you can still move. Um, it kind of comes on over a period of time now if he's had a concussion and the one of the questions that Noel Whelan did ask during the commentary for that game was do we actually think he's injured then which I know Janssen can be I don't want to say he's soft because I think he's far from that but it can be a bit of a drama coin I, yeah I do feel like if Janssen's going to go down for something like that then he's going to make the most of it and go oh you know I've got to go off see and it, it's a bit of a concern but um, yeah, it's disappointing it didn't get called. That's very American of me. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one because whether... It, the thing that I got more annoyed at is I don't actually give a shit whether it was whether he was making most of it or not. The rules are there for a reason. Yeah, it, 
like you say, as soon as the ref turns around, between him and the, and the linesman, one of them must have seen that he's on the ground holding his head. Mm. Like you say, even if the ball's in the back of the net, just you can call it back. It, it, it you know, I think they'd probably get some flack for it, obviously. Yeah. Speaking but, of calling it back, by the way, did you see that in the Mainz game against Freiburg last night? No. Uh, Fry, referee blew for halftime. Freiburg players walked off down tunnel. And as he was going down the tunnel, they checked on a handball that had just happened right at the end with VAR. Uh, and it got given. And I mean, it was a penalty. And he got give, it got given his penalty, so Freiburg had to come back out <sighs> just for a penalty. But because it was properly half-time, if the keeper, like pushed it back out there's no rebound it's half time so it's like it's it's almost like a penalty shootout yeah almost. it was it's, like a shoot you get the shot that's it but they scored it anyway but yeah they they had to go off down the tunnel and come back out so they actually scored five minutes after half time whistle went god there's your half time entertainment ladies and gentlemen <laughs> a single yeah. penalty but yeah uh back to the game we'll go back into some sort of order uh leeds went one nil up through roof uh corner Came out to Phillips. He did well, actually. Beat his man. Good ball across. Roof finished it. The sort of goal Roof scores. It was a really nice touch from Calvin Phillips as well. That's you know a nice little touch over the, over the defender's leg to get to smash the ball across. Mm. Um, I wish we saw that more from him. Yeah, the danger. The, it won't. Like, although we played all right in the first half, it won't like there were no danger. They, I mean, they had a couple of decent efforts, particularly cutting inside on Anita. Like they hit post, we won. And in yeah. second half, though, you just thought, all we need to do here is start this half well. And we're in with a shout, and then a couple of minutes into half, running at Anita, his body shape's completely wrong. He just, He's just not a fullback, is he, at all? Uh, it was no. a, It was a really soft penalty to give away. Like, I can understand getting done by a really good business skill, but he just ran at him, and he just tackled him like a 10-year-old would. And, he knew, and straight away, like, uh, having just watched it before we record it, he goes down and he doesn't look, he doesn't appeal, he just keeps walking, doesn't eat a, he, he knew straight away. Yeah. I think Heckingbot knew straight away as well, that's what he want there next game. Uh, we've already talked about the second goal a bit. Third goal, I'm not really going to get annoyed at him. Hugo Diaz got sucked out a bit and left as a man short at back. Cross and he got in front of O'Connor and headed home, but I'm not going to have much of a go at the defence in that situation. Yeah. It's the under twenty uh, under twenty threes and two midfielders. You know, if they conceded a goal, that happens. I don't, I'm, I don't know if you'd have saw seen on Twitter. Do you see who Preston were promoting as being in attendance at the game? I don't. But if I had to guess, Big John Parkin. It was Big John Parkin. <laughs> it's always going to be after that six four game, isn't it? Uh, t- I told you when I was at university there, and they had like a student event at one of the shopping centres, and they had. Uh, Keith Tracy and Ander Lonergan were there signing pictures and they were selling DVDs of the 6-4. Were Keith Tracy showing his ass? No, fortunately he was clothes on, not on his back like Akimbo. So, you know, it's a step in the right direction for him. I'd forgotten that had happened until you mentioned his name. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say I feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him. Well, unfortunately he's going to be one of those people now where whatever anyone mentions, it's not going to be anything to do with football when someone goes, Oh, is that the guy who scored that great? No, it's is that going to be the guy who bared his ass for a picture that got got out? Yep, that one. Yeah, that guy. Uh, you're only one that got two points. I had a draw. Connie had us winning. You had one nil Preston. Uh, and then the last one. This has gone on a bit, but it's always gonna because we've missed a week. Uh, lost one nil at Villa. It was about as dominant a one nil as you're ever going to see. Really, <laughs> we we actually uh, defended all right, uh, but. We didn't look as if we'd score if we'd have played all day. Uh, Pennington came back in ahead of schedule, and Heckingbottom didn't work. Heckingbottom praised him afterwards for his attitude, saying he maybe won't let it come back, but needs must. But he was playing, you know, alongside O'Connor, and he looked like the inexperienced kid. Like on that goal, that cross comes Just watching in. Watching that in slow motion. That cross comes in from Grealish, and he turns around and walks in the wrong direction. And just leaves grabbing completely unmarked. It's absolutely pathetic piece of defending. Absolutely terrible. I'd love to know what was going through his head then. I don't know who's tried to turn around to see where his man was and lost his footing. Uh, but you just see him turn around. He doesn't leave his feet. He just kind of, he leans forward a bit. And it's a simple header. Yeah. 
It was a it was a decent there to back across keeper. Peacock Farrell had no chance. He was man at matching this game. I think it's it's. I think Sky actually gave him it as well. Yeah, I tell you, well, it wasn't going to be the Villa keeper, was it? Now, no, that's true. Uh, go, we we had nothing going forward. Yeah, I think Vieira had an effort from a short corner, and Phillips had that volley at back post from. I think that was from the corner as well. The said cleared off line, but I think it was going wide anyway. Yeah, uh, it was. That's about it, really. But I thought. Peacock Favre was brilliant, and I thought Pierce and O'Connor both did really well. Yeah, and again, at least for them, it's it's some experience and a chance to, if nothing else, put them out there for a few other teams to see, for potentially taking them out on loan next season if we don't plan to use them. Yeah, I could see that happening with Pierce because as good as I think Pierce is, and I really do, he still looks very small. Mm. And it wouldn't shock me, because Charlie Taylor at same when he first came through. Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me if he has a year out in League One. Yeah, Louis Coyle's not the biggest either. Mm. But yeah, he seems to be doing all right with uh, with Fleetwood. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Coyle get back. Uh, to, to be fair, O'Connor did you, play... I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to Luke Murphy coming back at this rate. I'm up all night for Luke Murphy. He's got a great yeah, goal at the weekend. I know. If <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at that going... He could do a job, couldn't he? By the way, have you seen there were people not kidding? And I mean, I love Luke Murphy, so I, I rate him way higher than he actually is. But there were people like tweeting Radrizani saying, bring back Murphy, play him. And he's like, that's the uh, sailed, lads. It's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I put it in an article I wrote about all the squad it was meant to be a rant about he- about um hecking bottom it turned out it's a, a big article about how many players we actually have but when you you know you're looking at our central midfield options he, we have about eight including players out on loan and, and he is pretty much eighth out of the eight yeah he's not getting in i think click will get a go when he gets back uh well he's he, you know he still he still puts on twitter all, all his support for Leeds and stuff like that. So he's, he's keeping himself in good graces anyway. Yeah. Well, it does appear with him. I mean, the fact he's doing that makes me think that he thinks he's coming back as well. But it does mm-hmm. seem that that wasn't a Leeds thing. That was a Thomas Christensen thing. Yeah. They just didn't get on. I don't know. I don't, I don't really... I, the, the only central midfielder I really like at the moment is Forshaw and, and he's, he's cropped. And he's injured. Yeah, um... Well, we all had Villa winning that, but we all had one score, so two points. So KC with the massive comeback. I had yes. quite the lead. Now I'm top on 63 points after 47 matches. You've got 59, Connie 54. So it. I'll take it. At the, table. at the moment, the beers are on him. Happy days, because I've got no money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, into news. There hasn't been all that much. There's just been one major bit, really. Uh, all the financial results for 16-17 came out. Profit of 976,000, but the actual operating loss is 9.1 million. It's just because we sold people. I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. Has it been every season since yeah. we left the Premier League? <laughs> You're pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Operating loss in 2015 16 was 7.1. So the loss got bigger by 2 million, even though revenues went up by 4, which apparently is down to admin costs. There's a load of things that have happened. Like, admin costs covers. Everything. If, if if they don't know if they don't know what to do or some where to put something, they just stick it in the admin costs. Uh, but one <laughs> good one good thing that happened is in in addition to him buying the stadium, although that that doesn't come out of leaders' accounts, he's just not charging us rent for that holding company as we knew before. He paid off half the GFH debt. Oh wow! Yeah, he paid off eight and a half million of the seventeen million pound debt. So the eight and a half million, it's still, but he hasn't shortened the term, so it's still coming out drip by drip until two thousand and twenty nine or something. Uh, so it'll be, although it's annoying that they've still got a claw in, it's going to be a very low amount. Uh, and I dare say, like, if by some miracle we actually went up, they'd just pay him off. But the fucking people that have been involved with my football club, I know uh, the wage bill last season was the 17th biggest in the league all right that's... which when yeah. you consider where we came that's it it's weird because you're like well that means that they actually did quite well all things considered but you also think what the fuck are we doing with 17th biggest wage bill i was um that's interesting actually and i don't know maybe did, did we just have a smaller squad then we had a, we did or... have a smaller squad compared to now like we know it's gone up well uh, Radrizani said it had gone up by about seven million a year, 
But I know that yeah. I looked at the comparisons and that wage bill, we were like six million away from sort of, you know, twelfth in the league. Wow. So even though he's up to wage bill, it's still only to mid table. It's not and theirs yeah. will have gone up too. So it won't be a a load. Uh, the the stat that I've found most interesting looking into all of this stuff is the wages as a percentage of revenue. Yeah. Uh, we paid in 2016-17 £61 for every £100 we brought in in revenue as wages, which was second yeah. lowest in the league. Wow. And the only one lower was Reading, but they've got parachute payments. Oh, yeah, true. So without parachute payments, it was us who, had the, who were being the most... If you're being bad, tight. If you're being nice, frugal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's Yorkshire, so we should go with frugal. It's weird, that, because I don't know anyone who's tight. Well, hardly anyone who's tight. And we've got this rep for it. Anyway, different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was more tight. Uh, Coming up on the Mighty Yorkshire Whites podcast. (laughs) Some uh, Some of the figures on that, that I saw were pretty scary. Blackburn, and Blackburn got relegated. Blackburn were paying £147 in wages for every £100 that came in. That's... So, uh, uh, I know they'll have got rid of some, but you can, uh, there must be like 190 quid per 100 in League One. Jesus, yeah. yeah uh, Forest, 137 quid per 100, although their accounts said that they made a profit of about 30 million. But that's because their owner, that new owner wrote off like, Thirty-five million pounds worth of debt that he took on. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a true profit. He just yeah. wrote a shitload off, so it showed up in accounts. Uh, Birmingham, hundred and twenty-eight pound per hundred, and then it's after that that Redknapp came in, isn't it? Well, he came in at the end of last ah. season, so it'll yeah. be even higher this year. Uh. And Chef Wednesday, hundred and twenty-six. Uh, I think Huddersfield's was like a hundred and eight or something. So although they went up on a lower budget, they still went up on a budget more than they could afford to pay. Yeah. So although they said, no, we've just been run well, they did take the chance and got, and it worked, fair play. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And especially once you're in the Football League, it's a very big risk to take. Like you say, you look at Blackburn, them going down, paying that sort of money. Yeah. Um, it's a dangerous game to play. It's really, it really is. Uh, but what that does mean is that over the last three years, Leeds have lost 10.2 million and the financial fair play losses are 39 million over three years. So we should be all good. So this year, basically what these things have shown is that there's loads of clubs that are quite tight on FFP and we're not one of them. So yeah. this year, not spending much, when you look at the accounts, kind of makes sense. Next year would be the year to have a bit of a go. Yeah. Not a ridiculous go, not like going out and spending 15 million on a striker. Because we've only got, say, you know, 20, 25 millions worth of room. But if you, you could go out and spend, instead of bringing in 20 million and spending 20, you could bring in five and spend 20 and you'd still be all right. And I dare say, if you look at, look at our squad, again, just looking at the size of it and the number of players we'll have coming back from loans... Um, there'll be a number of players moving out. I'm not saying they're going to bring in a load of money, but... Some of them should bring in something. Yeah, and we're just getting some players off the books. Mm. I I can, again, go back to Luke Murphy, I can fully see him uh, having his contract mutually terminated so he can stay at Burton or something, I don't know. Yeah. The, um, uh, he's, he's got another year. Yeah. It's basically, Still. what it shows is that next season will be a better time to judge Radrizani than this season. Because this year he this year he had a lot of stuff to sort out and a lot of that stuff he has sorted out, which is great. Now we'll see how ambitious he really is. I I, I always kind of said like I'll let a lot of things go this year. He bought back the stadium and for that yeah. I you know I think we've got to give him a lot of leeway there. Yeah and obviously all of those figures are for last year, but he had a lot of hand in last year's figures as well. Yeah, because this will be end of the season, he'll have been here, what, 18 months now? Yeah, he, I mean, I think he officially bought the 50% about halfway through last season, but he'd been sniffing around before that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting to see who we bring in over the summer. Now there's a little bit more to play with. Uh, we'll come on to that because I've got a few transfer links that have happened, but one that's actually happened and he's done, 
Uh, we've signed another under-23. Uh, Dan Martin from Fulham is a defender. Uh, he's played in a couple of under-23 games. My guess is that they've, they know that they're going well and they've got a really good generation of kids, so they're probably... He probably just won't get in the game, so I think they've just let him go. He played yeah. a game, on, played a game on trial and did quite well, apparently. So we signed him. Uh, clearly, we need de- we need defenders. Get well, anyone that, in. That'll be a big part of it as well. It might, it might. I haven't actually seen it. Might even just be a deal till end of season or something. Just like look, all of us under twenty three is in the first team. So yeah, if if we're gonna have players like O'Connor around the first team, then it might just be a case of getting someone else in to help out the under twenty threes. I mean, if he does all right, it's good to have another player around to have a bit of competition for places. Yeah, like with the I, uh, I get, I, with O'Connor, we're so, we're so, I genuinely think that if everyone's fit now, if everyone's fit, I'd be picking Janssen and O'Connor. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's not really anyone else I particularly want. Well, I'd, I, I just Pennington just pisses me off. To be honest, at this stage, he's just he started out okay, and he's just with injuries and everything, he's just got worse and worse. And Cooper is only ever going to be good. I mean, I know that he's had... When you think back to start of the season, we have to remember he did actually start the season really well. Yeah. But before this season started, we said we're fine with Cooper, he just shouldn't be starting every week. And I still think the same. I still think it's fine if he's on bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, I for me, he's never... Uh, he's never... He should never be in the first team or in the starting eleven. It, he just isn't quite. He isn't promotion quality. No, you know he's he's not what you want to be building a defense around. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to find it actually now. The stat that LUFC data sent to us about um, our record against the current top six. It pretty, spoke volumes about our season. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I did. Uh, I did see it at the time after you asked. I think what was it? We won one or two. Yeah, it was really quite low, wasn't it? Let's see if I've got it here. No. Um, but yeah, our uh, our form against anyone who is basically any good in this division yeah. has has not been good. No, it's been terrible. Uh, the under-23s and under-18s have carried on their decent form. I've got them, actually. Uh, under-23s, they lost 2-0 against Millwall, but by the looks of it, we had like a quarter of a team for that game. And it was and it was against Millwall, so you know that that's yeah. kind of what leads. It's what leads do. That's true. We always lose to Millwall, and then the I think it was the Friday night at the same time as the Villa game. We won two uh, one against QPR. Two goals for Alex Matuka, but they had they Watch got uh, they went down to ten men at one all. Romario Vieira got sent off because he was playing it back because obviously all his defenders were in first team. Yeah. So Connell and Stroik were both there. It was, um, yeah, I wish I'd watched that game instead. Yeah, me too. It would have been much better. And under-18s, they beat Huddersfield 2-0, Bobby Cameron and Theo Hudson. And then earlier on today, they sealed their place in the playoffs. They beat, yeah. uh, they beat Ipswich 3-0, Theo Hudson, Noan Kenner and Niall Huggins. And know Theo Hudson, apparently that no- Noan Kenner is only 15 and rated quite highly. And that Niall Huggins apparently has, would have played more, but he's been out injured all season. The same fans could go go down to watch it for free as well today. was it today I think for this yeah, one yeah you could go down there for free and if, if someone wanted an inconsiderate bastard who lives in USA we'd have gone yeah yeah. But I've, uh, I'm a right bastard yeah um, oh speak, speaking of by the way uh, we discussed it on here before so we might as well mention it me and KC have decided we have bought some of them tickets at back at East Stand yes yeah uh, it's gonna happen so we're both going there because 349 quid is such a good deal and we uh, both have we both have very good vision. <laughs> Maybe not by end of season. <laughs> but yeah, so we have renewed. Who's that with that volley? Hey, Caleb Ekuban. <laughs> uh, sorry, just finding the tweet here. We have five points from a possible 33 against the top six sides. You see, so, that's dreadful, isn't it? Yeah, we, if you, I think if you look at the runs we went on, they, and it kind of works out with how the fixtures... Uh, you know, uh, put put together at the start of the season. I think we just got two decent runs of fixtures against the lower teams, and yeah. that amazing start we had was a bit of a false dawn when you look back at. Because like when we won away at Sunderland, we thought that's a great result. They because they'd done okay. As they'd well. had a decent start as well. They won like the first couple, didn't they? Well, because of that run of I've got the fixtures here, so. That run up until our first defeat against Millwall. Beat Bolton, 
drew with Preston, drew with Fulham, beat Sunderland, beat Forest, beat Burton, beat Birmingham. Yeah, so when you look at that, it's a couple of draws against decent sides and beating some shite. And then we beat it. We lost to Millwall, beat Ipswich, lost to Cardiff, lost to Chef Wednesday, lost to Reading, uh, lost to Sheffield United, lost to Derby, lost to Brentford, lost to Wolves. So Yeah, it is one of them. When you look back, us being top was more of a fluke at fixture list than out else, wasn't it? Yeah, we we just haven't done well against anyone that's any good. Tell you, when you scroll over, because the way it is on Wikipedia as well, if you win, it's highlighting green, draws a yellow, defeats a red. Top half's quite nice. There's, there's, a fair, there's a few reds, a lot of green. And you scroll down to the second half of the season. Oh, there's a lot of red. Yeah. We've lost a lot of games. How did we beat Brentford 1-0? If I remember rightly, that was a like nothing game as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one other bits of news today. Have you seen the Player of the Year nominees? No, I did not actually. Good. This is good. This is interesting. Because I, I want to get your opinion on this. There's five nominees. Alioski, Saiz, Kemar Roof, Pablo Hernandez, and Toby Nye. Right. Right. Now, obviously, I would, I would, uh... now they have nominated him, he has to win, does Toby. Because, you know, he... It's, it is nothing to do with him, what I'm about to say, because this, you know, by all means, give him some kind of special award or call it the Toby Nye player of the season. Oh, like that. I just, it Hang just on, leaks of... the Toby Nye player of the season himself. No, but just, I, I just... Just call it the Norman Hunter award or something like that. Yeah. You know. I just don't think that it, it reeks so much of being a PR decision that it's actually a bit of a turn off how much of a PR decision it is. And to be fair, when Toby Nye has played, he's been shit. <laughs> right, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, I really I'm didn't. Ex- I really didn't expect that. <laughs> no, you oh. c- you could argue that on the pitch, Pablo Hernandez might have had more of an effect. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so- I'm sorry. Like, it- I- I'm all for putting it you know having some sort of community award or something like you say a norman hunter or something like that something that recognizes you know uh leads fans or people involved with the club who who've done a lot or you know raised awareness or something and but and toby knight deserves to be seen and heard of all across the country you know the way they've raised money but he is not a player you cannot yeah. nominate him for the player of the year. Well, it'd be like if if Bradley Lowry had won the PFA player of the year last year. You know, it, yeah. He deserves uh, ev- anything good that comes his way, he completely deserves. But it just seems like a very strange decision to me. And f- I know you haven't seen any of it, uh, but from what I've seen of Twitter, for the most part, people tend to agree. But one thing that I have seen is people going, well, then vote for Pablo Hernandez. No, because now he's been nominated. He can't not win. <laughs> like, if he gets nominated uh, and Pablo Hernandez wins, what kind of a set of bastards are Leeds fans? <laughs> sorry, can I just I'm just picturing, you know, like the award ceremony when you've got the cameras on all the nominees. And it's, you know, and it goes, and the winner is... Pablo Hernandez and Toby Knight has to do the disappointed face, then look up and give a, and, a round of applause. <laughs> this is Pablo Hernandez's first nomination and first win. Yeah, it's just a strange decision to make. Like you say, give him the award now. But Yeah, I definitely think they should have him there and he should get something. You know, what, Anything that he wants from Leeds United he should get. But this just seems like the wrong way to do it. Yeah, I think because I mean when I last time I was at the Player of the Year awards and that was a that was a, a long time ago. Now it was the were your brother uh, Anthony. Oh, yes, me and Anthony Elding. <sighs> um, I think it was actually the season after that was the last time I went. And I know there is there is an award at the club for like players who do a lot of work in the community and stuff like that. And I'm I'm, I'm sure that, you know. It's not no big secret. Me and you are wrestling fans, and we're not big fans of the WWE Hall of Fame or anything. But they have the Warrior Award, and make of the Ultimate Warrior what you will. The the intention behind the award itself is 
a nice thing. Yeah, honour um, someone who deserves being honoured. Yeah. Yeah, it exactly. is a similar kind of situation. Yeah, have, have an award like that by all means, but just... Uh, just it, it, it very uh, the word that comes to mind is tacky. It just seems a bit tacky. Yeah, I think that's the right word. Actually, it does. Um, the the main topic of discussion lately has been: Would you keep Holder Heckingbottom next season? In fact, actually, after the last couple of games, it's would you get rid of Heckingbottom right this goddamn second? But I'd more ask you: Would you get rid of him at the end of the season? Probably. It's. I feel really bad for him in a way because. I, I ultimately I don't think he should have ever been the man that was hired. I this bizarre logic of a man who's won two two games in his last sixteen and then has only won two more games since he's been here. Like it's it's like England going, you know, for the World Cup looking around going, Right, we we need someone who's gonna bang in the goals for us. Uh who have we got? Uh who's doing who's doing well in oh who's doing poorly in the championship? Yeah, take them. Yeah, it does seem a bit odd. You know, the, the, I, if they just said we want a young manager who's showing potential, fine. But now it just seems more than ever like a really odd appointment. Yeah, well, he's, he's lost seven of the 13 games in charge of Leeds, only winning two. And if you include the Barnsley stuff, he's won three. In his last 28, he's won three and lost 16. <sighs> which is a hell of a bad record. It's... No, we were all good. very underwhelmed when he got it, but we all said, "Look, he's been given job, so we have to give him a chance." And I, st- you know, I stand by that. Whenever anyone gets the job, you have to give him a chance to do it. But I'd be surprised if he's here next season. You come back to that Preston game, though, where fair enough for the back four. You get well, sort of fair enough. You, you kind of go, "All right, needs must. Let's put Anita in. He's a bit more experienced." Um, Dal- you know, Berardi got suspended. All right, Dallas is pretty much the only option we really have for right back now. But then you look at, like you say, you drop Saez and Alioski and you're playing Grot and you're just saying, what, what are you doing? What, what, what is the aim of this? Yeah. Because we all looked at that team and went, that's, that's not a team that's been put out to win that game. No, so but, I obviously there's no Connie, but Connie don't really like him any either. So I'm guessing that he'd be similar. It's odd because. Play, well, the players seem to speak, and I know you're not going to get many players that speak out against a manager unless they're doing horrendously. And I, I mean, like, going in, just acting strangely. But the, the players seem to speak fairly well of him. But, you know, there's a, you know Steve McLaren, by all accounts, is, is a great coach, but I don't think he's a particularly good manager. Um, you know, I, I, I would be... I, think i'd be disappointed to see him here at the start of next season well as you've said that there's only one name really that's floating about at minute because he's the only one that we know is available there's two questions mick McCarthy. but yeah there's two questions one would you have mick mccarthy but two would you rather have mick mccarthy than paul heckingbottom i would rather have mick mccarthy than paul heckingbottom because i think he he is much better at setting up a team to not lose and that that is a problem we have you know as dower as the George Graham football ever was. And it's by, by, you know, from what my mum told me when she was going regularly, it's the worst football she's ever seen. But he set up a lead team that wouldn't lose games and got us into Europe. And I'd much rather, with the way we're playing at the moment, be set up to not lose games and nick them 1-0 than play the way we've been playing. Yeah, I'm kind of civil in that. I, I like Mick McCarthy. I, I don't think he's the man for the job. No, I, he's again. But he's I don't think Heckingbottom is either. So, I'm really not sure who I'd want. Actually, I'm. I'm do really you, not. Do you start? I started to think though. Is this you know bringing Heckingbottom in? Is this something Rad Rosani has done to go? Look, I've I've hired a young English manager. Oh, he's not doing well. Well, we'll have to look in Europe again. I, I've, well, I'm cynical like that. Well, maybe. I mean, when it was coming up and it got down to two, I actually quite fancied the idea of Hannes Wolf. <laughs> so. He can't. Well, again, like just, I appreciate that you can't entirely judge a manager off of their most recent record, but it, he has done nothing to turn around the poor form here. In fact, he, I would, in some ways, consider him an enabler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the person who gets enabled quite often has been linked with Deportivo La Coruña, Victor Arta. Yes, good. Take him. Apparently, please. it's according to some Spanish media. There's three main candidates for the Deportivo director of football job, and he's one of them. 
So if any of them are listening, he's brilliant at his job and you should definitely hire him. <laughs> yes. Um, play, yeah, take him home. He needs to go home. Take, take him home. To the place he belongs. Lacarunia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be a very, very different song, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, yes. I, the thing, the thing I, I've argued in, in his favour, I think he has done a lot of good in strengthening the under-23s, which has in turn helped strengthen the under-18s because they're not all getting called up too soon. Um, but at the same time, you look at the players that left during the summer and at the start of the season and how we didn't replace them. And you can't help but think he's, you can't help but see he's done a bad job. I mean, for me now, more so than Chris Wood going, the, the player we failed to replace was Kyle Bartley. We never signed anyone anywhere near as good or even tried. No, that's yeah, true. Pennington, Pennington's not had the experience. Cooper, at his best, has looked like a mid-table championship player. Um, and at his worst, has looked like a League Two. Yes. Um, you know, again, we, we lost our, our first choice left back and we, we replaced him with his understudy in Berardi, who is also a right back. Mm. And a centre mid. Yeah. And then we lost our right back, so we had to move Berardi across. And then Anita came in. You know, the, but I, I, looking through the squad, you know, we, we have over 30 first team players, you know, first team players on the books, really, that are in and around the squad in some capacity or have been involved and have gone out on loan. And yet we seem so devoid of any quality depth it's unbelievable now i appreciate when you've got cooper shognessy peddington and jansen all go out injured that you know that's very unlikely i'm willing to forgive that yeah like what is it we've got 10 players out a minute and like seven of them are defenders or something it's yeah but at the same time you look at some of the players that have been meant to be in and around the squad you know i i don't know what haddy sacco's doing if is Pavel Chavitsky still alive? God knows. Remember Tyler Roberts? He's still here. <laughs> and I know he only arrived in January, but he's here. He's injured. Get used to it. Like we have a lot of players, and a lot of them don't seem to be any good. Yeah, and there's only one place you can look really when that's true. Yeah, Viedwald. I know. I know. Mostly the reason he's not on the bench is because he's German, but he's also shit. Yeah. It's a bad combination. Well, we've always got next season to get us new shit players. Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, get them out. The, Find some of Barnes' old players. Well, uh, that's exactly who the first main link is. <laughs> Having said that, it is one I'd have in a heartbeat. Because I said that we, I, I would have been up for getting him in January in the first place. Ollie McBurney from Swansea. He's on loan at Barnsley at a minute. Uh, since he's gone to Barnsley, 12 starts, 8 goals. Good. I mean, in a shit team, that's really good. Uh, and he's from round here as well. That's nearly as many goals as, you know, he's not far off Lasaga at this point, who's got, what, 12, 13? I, f- I think he's, it might even be slightly less than that. It might be 10 or 11. It is double figures, I think. But Him and Roof are just into double figures in the league. And McBurney has only been there for 13 games. He's nearly at the same level, uh, you know, same record as them. So Yeah. But he's, uh, he's quite highly rated. He's, got a couple of caps for Scotland now even though he's from really near where we live and I know he is because we went to KC's school and he sometimes drinks in the pub we go in occasionally with his Swansea tracksuit on yeah <laughs> every now and then with his Swansea tracksuit on it's quite nice but yeah uh, it's at first it was just a bit of internet talk because the deal kind of makes sense but it's been in a f- couple of newspapers now including Scottish Sun yeah saying that there might well be something and they're also saying that it won't be alone that it might be a permanent deal because Swansea don't think, you know, with Jordan and Andre Ayew both being in good form and stuff, I don't think they think he's going to get a, a look in. Are, are Swansea still going down or are they safe now? Uh, they're pretty much all right. By the looks of it, it's going to be the three that are there now. I just realised I hadn't taken a look. I was thinking, hang on, are they keeping them in the championship or something? But No, uh, the, the three no. that are... I'll tell you what, though. It was it, just, just to break away from that a little bit. It's really funny that West Brom got a win the other day. Yeah. Completely fucked. Nothing left to play for. Beat Man United. Yeah, win at Old Trafford immediately. 
<laughs> but yeah, it looks like uh, West Brom. It's West Brom, Stoke, and Southampton, isn't it? Bottom three at the minute. Yeah, just looking. West Brom are, are as good as down. Uh, and then there's five. Southampton, Stoke are both on 28, and then Swansea on 33. Yeah, we're five point lead at the minute. I, I would. I mean, I still hope Huddersfield go down, but I think that the three that are there now will go. Yeah. Uh, the the other one we've been linked to it, before I forget is uh, Vadis Ojija Afoe on loan from Olympiacos uh, he's been doing alright for him by the sounds of it I haven't yet seen the Greek guy at work so I can't ask <laughs> uh, but he's he's been playing he's played like 20 games from this season he's played in he played in all the Champions League games he got six caps for Belgium but he hasn't had any since 2012 and he's not that old either so I think he, they must have took a chance young because apparently he was eligible for Ghana as well. I think they played him, so he couldn't play, and then it didn't work yeah. out. But he's, he played a couple of years at Norwich, and he played for Rotherham for a bit as well, so he has played in England. Um, I honestly no idea. I haven't, no, but... I haven't seen enough of him, and, the fir- and I keep thinking, yeah, another centre mid, that'll help. <sighs> the annoying thing is that as centre mids have all been shite, but I do think that, like, at the very least, Forshaw is good, and I think the air is good, he just... He's had a bit of an off time of it. He's picked up last few games, in fairness to him. Yeah, because I still think Phillips is at least good enough to be coming in on, off the bench. He's, he's a bit inconsistent, and when he has a bad one, he does have one. But I think if we do need probably one more centre mid, but more importantly, we need to offload a few. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, whoever's in charge, I think one of the players they need to take a look at will be Idaguchi when, when he comes back. I genuinely forgot about Idaguchi. Yep, out there, still still just about making the subs bench for Leonessa. Poor bastard. Yeah, I actually just saw a thing on Twitter. Uh, if we do re-sign Ollie McBurney, we already had him. Oh, did we have him? Yeah, you know uh, Ian Denton? It's Tyler Denton's yeah. dad, I think. Uh, yeah, he had a picture that he put up of them in, like, you know, under 10s. Yeah. And it was him, a lad who plays for Hull now, but isn't really setting the world light. And Louis Coyle in front row, and back next at keeper was uh, Ollie McBurney. Oh, Interesting. He's, I tell you what, he's travelled around a bit then. So obviously we had him, he, he was at Bradford, Man United had him on loan for a tournament when he was a kid. Yeah, it shows that everyone could see there was something there. Yeah. What but, it does mean is, if we released him as a kid, it means he's a pretty decent bet to score in our next game, which is Barnsley at home. Uh, see that? Fucking seamless. <laughs> They're doing better than us now since uh, since Heckingbottom left. Everyone's doing better than us. Like, since Boxing Day, we are now bottom. Yeah, Sunderland are a, a better team than us. And now it's not even clear. It used to be just a point. I think it's more than that now, because I think they picked up another win and a draw in that time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Saturday, but- Barnsley at home. Big day for Heckingbottom, even bigger day for Barnsley, because they need points. 22nd, yeah. 38 from 42. 42, so they do have a game in hand, but... It's going to be tight. Their last five, 2-2 with Bolton, lost 1-0 at Ipswich, 3-2 win over Sheffield United, 2-2 with Bristol City, lost 2-0 against Millwall. Uh, their squad, it looks like nothing, really. Adam Davies in goal, their second choice, Nick Townsend's out for the season after breaking his finger in a fight with one of their defenders, Dimitri <laughs> Cavaray. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what you want at a time like that. Yeah, but look at their stats. Their best defender's been Andy Yeardom, who's linked to us on a three. Uh, they've got Ezekiel yep. Friars. Matt Mills has been crocked for years. They signed him and he's got crocked again. But he might be back by the time we play. But when, like, yeah. their other centre back, their main three centre backs in the last few games Liam Lindsay, Adam Jackson, and Ethan Pinnock. Liam Lindsay's the only one I've even heard of. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's I, I, one of those things where you just look at, and even with our injuries, with our. It's called, we should should be winning these games but I have absolutely no faith in it happening uh, uh, midfield George Monker's got some talent Adam Hamill was all right. Gary Gardner's decent but up front they've got they have actually got some decent players Ollie McBurney obviously we've talked about Tom Bradshaw's got nine this season and they've signed Kiefer Moore in January after his loan mm. at Rotherham where we're doing well but Kiefer Moore big target man he's the exact sort of player that scores goals against us it's all right, uh, Paddy O'Connor will sort him out. Yeah, it's a uh, or, or he'll get destroyed. One of them. Yeah, when I when I look at the players on paper, you definitely should win. But it's very hard to look past us. You know, probably having half a team out 
and having note to play for and them having a shitload to play for. Yeah. Uh, Connie has gone 2-1 leads. I tell you, he's optimistic. Um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 1-1. One, one. I'm going for a really shit 1-0 leads. I think it'll be a bad game of football, but I think Heckingbot... I, I, by the way, that's one thing. If we get beat in this game, and if, especially if it's 2-3... I think Heckingbottom right. might go that day. He's done. I think Heckingbottom might go that day. I'm not saying he should, but I think it might happen. I, I, mm, you say you don't think he should, but no, I wouldn't I, do I anything. Maybe, I wouldn't I do anything till end of season. Now, no matter what. Hey, what's Eddie Gray doing? Can he, can he be caretaker? Be fine. Do it from the commentary box. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the following Saturday, the fixtures have slowed down a bit now. Norwich away. They're 13th, two points above us. So just like us, have got sod all to play for. Uh, this is going to be an awful game. Two, lost 2-0 v Cardiff, uh, drew 1-1 at Sunderland, beat Villa 3-1, lost 4-1 at QPR, lost 2-0 against Fulham. Uh, their squad looks far better than Barnsley. Angus Gunning goal's a good keeper. Been called up for England a couple of times this year. Michael McGovern's still Northern Ireland's number one, I think. Grant Hanley's decent at back, as is Tim Close. That's him close as all right. The one I hadn't seen out of is Jamal Lewis, who's been playing left back for them. Uh, he's young, I think he's nineteen. He's just got in team and he's he got in Northern Ireland team for the last game as well. But he's played like well, he's played like ten, oh, eleven games or something. So they have started giving him a proper go. I was going to say that is a very uh, typically Northern Irish name, is Jamal. Yeah. Well, there's loads of that, though, isn't there? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I suppose these days, you you know. It's more and more likely. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Brexit, Britain. Yeah. Look what's happening. You've been reading too much of Ian Hart's Twitter feed. That's what I think. <laughs> fine, you can have the midfielders then. Harrison Reed and Tom Tribal. No, Tribal? Yeah, Tribal. Not Tribal, Tri-Bull. Tribal. <laughs> tribal. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> Harrison Reed looked decent at Southampton before he got sent out on loan. I haven't seen much of him at Norwich, to be honest. That tribal, I don't know much about, but it was like second in the highest average ratings on the fraudsters that are who scored.com. Sorry to the square ball for nicking your bit there. Yeah. Uh, Josh Murphy's got six goals from midfield. Houlihan can't run, but he's still good. Is it James Madison that came from Peterborough? No, that's Marcus Madison. James Madison is their one James Madison's been linked with like 15-20 million pound moves to half at Premier League whereas Marcus Madison's been linked with 6-7 million pound moves to most of the championship fair enough Yeah, quite good then he is really good as James Madison from what I've seen of him Uh, Alex Tett is pretty solid up front we've got Nelson Oliveira who was useless at Ellen Road but he can be good in notes I've written he's a bit Lasogga I don't like that touch. He, he he does actually have some ability, but you never know what you're going to get. He's got eight. And then Marley Watkins and Dennis Serbani. I don't even know who Dennis Serbani is. Marley Watkins is okay. Nope. Uh, one like thing that. I didn't realise was they had Marcus Edwards on loan from Spurs. Uh, I've seen a little bit of the UEFA Youth League stuff just because it's on while I'm at work. Yeah. Marcus Edwards has some, he looks like he's got some real talent. He's an attacking mid, like a number 10. Hmm. Uh, and a few years ago, they thought it was going to be absolutely amazing. Apparently, he's had a few injuries, but he's gone to Norwich on loan and he's got sent back early. They've said personal reasons, but they reckon it might just be that it's not working out. Yeah. So it might be one that doesn't make out with it. Uh, Connie went 1-1. Uh, I'm going to say we lose 2-1. I'm going to say we lose 2-0, with it being away. I'd, I've lost all optimism. Any shape of optimism has gone now from this season. I cannot wait for it to be finished. Yeah, I'm still not entirely sure why I why I decided to get a season ticket with you. Because you might as well. I've got nothing better to do yeah. on, on every other Saturday afternoon. What else are you going to do, really? I can moan about Leeds at Ellen Road, or I can moan about Leeds at home. So I might as well give them the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you have to remember, according to half of Twitter, if you don't go every week, you're not a real fan. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm surprised I'm even allowed to do this podcast. Yeah, but uh, <sighs> unless have you got all else? The only thing, I, the only thing I've been, I was thinking about as I was looking at stuff before this is how well Lee Bowie has been doing at Charlton. Yeah, he has had a good start, hasn't he? 
if he goes Honestly, well till <laughs> if he goes well till end of season, he'll be Bucky's favourite for Leeds job. Uh, yeah, I was just I was just thinking, oh, probably him and Gary Kelly. I'm sure, Gary Kelly. I want to put his name out there again, but um, yeah, it's just it's so funny reading these interviews with him now, when you just think he's so well, you know, very reasonably spoken. It's just so different from the the nut job that was running around the streets of Leeds in 2000. Yeah, true. But God, he was and a hell of a player. Ah, <laughs> great player, just couldn't trust him. Unless, just not quite as good as Gascoigne, unfortunately. That's not true. You could trust him to back you up in a fight, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, wait, no, it went to... No, that's fine, actually. <laughs> we won't touch on the stuff from Charlton. Yeah. We'll leave that from his early career. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting to just hear him talk about tactics. And, and you don't, like, I, I, obviously you could see he was a very good player when we had him. But I just, you know, you just kind of looked at him. And I don't know if this is because I, I was a kid watching him at the time, that he was just one of those, he was a passionate player who knew how to get forward. And then you hear him talk about, you know, oh, well, the opposition uh, this week, they, you know, they're playing with the number 10, so uh, maybe if we, you know, play a narrow game with a diamond, he's just like, "What are you doing, considering tactics, Levo? You just tell him to get it along." <laughs> that seems like the sort of manager you should be. Yeah. But no, if it keeps know. going well, we'll not just some Leeds fans will be clamouring for him to get job if he keeps going well. So, yeah, at least at least he's his he'll have good form coming into it. Yeah. Well, uh, that'll do us for episode twenty-two of the Matt Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> why me uh, there's a joke for four people uh, but yeah uh, that'll do us we're at Mighty White's Pod on Twitter we're at MightyWhitesPodcast.com the stuff we write goes up on through it all together which is at THIU it's all L-U-F-C uh, we're on iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud YouTube but just if you've got any questions tweet us we're normally fairly good for answering leave uh, a review yeah leave, re- yeah, leave review on iTunes. I always forget about that, but KC points good for out the that algorithm. It, it does help. Helps as well with the studio apartment. In Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should be... We Well, actually, we've a bit more leeway with fixtures now, so we will be back after the Norwich game to preview the QPR game at home, where if all goes the way I hope it does, we might end up with like 10 under 23s in that game. And it's followed by the lap of crap. Yeah, I'm not even sure I'll stay for that. <laughs> Do you not want to say goodbye to La Saga? Well, I'll, I've, you have to remember Kissy. I have to get a bus away from Ellen Road afterwards. <laughs> it takes long enough as it is. <laughs> but uh, where, you're, where you're sat as well, you'll be looking just, would you lot hurry up and get <laughs> around here so I can boo you and get off? In fairness, La Saga could do it at a full sprint and it'd still take him 20 minutes. Uh, uh, anyway. Say to Vernon and Anita. <laughs> oh, is that how we're going to do it? So I've been Jack. See ya. <laughs> I've been Casey. And Have say goodbye one. to Vernon and Anita. Thanks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>